This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We're good? Okay, Gemara. Gemara in Mesech the Saita. Gemara in Mesech the Saita, Daf Mem Tes, Amud Beis, in the Perak on Egla Rufa, in the Perak that talks about Moshiach. Last Daf in Mesech the Saita. Says the Gemara. The Ikfus of the Mashiacha in the period which will precede the coming of Mashiach. Chutzpah Yisage, Yiske. Chutzpah will increase. So there's there's a good part to this Gemara. So there's the story, the famous story after the destruction of the wind, the three weeks after the destruction, Beis Akiva was walking with with. Other Tanam, they were walking through the place of, of the Makamar Kadash and there was race to the ground and there was foxes playing there and everybody started to cry. Then the place of the Kadash Kadashim that, that if the Kohen Gala had a wrong Mashav, a fire would come out and kill him, right? Here there were foxes and nobody was bothering with them. Rabbi Kiva began to laugh. They asked Rabbi Kiva, what are you laughing about? It's a pretty serious situation. And he said the Navi said this would happen. But the Navi, same Navi also said the Mashiach will come. So in the bad news is good news. Because until this happens, he's not coming. So this Gemara is good news, even though it's bad news. We'll see that we're Mamash living in the times of Mashiach. So the Gemara says that Chutzpah is going to increase, definitely 100%. The Chutzpah that kids have today to their parents, the Chutzpah that parents have to Rabbeim, to Rabbis, Chutzpah in the whole world. Everybody says whatever they want to say. Right? Everybody does whatever they want to do. So the chutzpah is going to increase. Now listen to that art scroll. The ikvas the mishicha chutzpah yiske. Literally, with the heels of Mashiach, an expression borrowed from, from uh, Tehillim, the simile refers to the final period of exile. Exile when Mashiach will not yet have come, but signs of his imminent arrival will be discerned. As I was approaching, footsteps were already audible. You could already hear the footsteps. Okay, that's what we mentioned last week, that the name of those Mushchasim, those Erev Rav, that are taking away more and more people this week again. So uh, they named the footsteps. Gomorrah says, you're going to, in times of Mashiach, you're going to hear his footsteps. But Yaiki Yamir course will soar. Hagefa and Titan Piriyavayan Biyaika, the wine the vine will yield its fruit, yet wine will be very dear. We well I can tell you this much when I was a kid growing up, wine was six dollars a bottle. Now you can get wines for hundred fifty dollars a bottle. We all of a sudden became very discerned drinkers. Umalchus Tehafech Liminos and the government will turn to heresy. And there'll be no rebuke. Says he down on the bottom here. What does that mean that will turn to heresy? The world's dominant power, which is our us, which is America, will aid the spread of non-believers, of atheism. Happening? Happening. Happening in a very big way. Right? And there should be no rebuke. You can't criticize anybody. God forbid a rabbi, anybody gets up to criticize you. 
Whoa, did I get emails this week because I spoke against the uh, twisted parenting. Whoa, people wrote me, got some mices and zachen. Like, I don't love kids. Like, hello, I'm the guy who has the high school and I'm the guy who has all the other things that, that I'm doing in the ranch and everything else for kids because I love kids. But again, unconditional love doesn't mean, unconditional love means that you love them and you straighten them out and you, you sometimes have to criticize them and sometimes have to set certain rules even if they're not going to love you for it. You do it with your little kids, right? When your little kids do something wrong, you put them in their room, they're crying, right? When they're supposed to go to sleep at night, until you get your kid to sleep at night, right? That first time, when every time that you put them into their room and close the door, they cry. So what do you have to do? One night, you have to let them cry and not go into the room until finally they stop crying. Otherwise, the rest of their life, they're not going to sleep, they'll be crying, right? So there's a time for both. Unconditional love means you should love 100%. I, I, the story with the not kosher Frank, with all the, all the stories that are brought to me, right? Where parents are buying unkosher foods. I, I, I think that if a kid comes to you and says, buy me a Frank that isn't kosher, you should say, hey, forget the Frank. Let's go to reserve cut. Let's go to a good restaurant. I get you a steak. That's kosher. No! I want an unkosher Frank. Oh, so it's not about the Frank. It's not about the food. I'm going to take you to a better restaurant. You're trying to make a point about not eating kosher? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not machayev. I'm brought up kosher. I'm brought up as a Jew. I'm, this is my belief. So a, a relationship is based on two of us, right? Two of us. Not just one of us demanding, just demanding and demanding. There's two of us. So I also have a life. So there has to be a middle, there has to be a middle way. But if you, if you, if you're, if you want unkosher food, and I'm willing to get you kosher food that's even better than, than what you want. So you just try to make a statement and a stand. So this is not real. This is not, this is not, it's not about being hungry. So, so, so unconditional love is, yes, I love you. And sometimes I have to give you medicine. And, 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 and my grandson had fever this past Shabbos and, and they had to give him medicine. They decided to give it to him at the shop's table. He wasn't happy. He was screaming at the top of his lungs. So what? You shouldn't give it to him? So unconditional love means, yes, I'm going to give you the medicine. Unconditionally, I love you. So if you're not going to like me for it, so be it. Where do we see unconditional love on the highest level? This week's Pasha. Unconditional love on the highest level of this week's Pasha. Pasha's Pinchas. Pinchas knew that he's about to do something that the whole Shevet Shimon is going to hate him not only hate him, we're going to learn it inside, they're going to try to kill him, not only are they going to try to kill him, but he knew he was going to get emails after he did this, and oh boy did he get emails, says Rashi, they called him Poti, you animal stuffer for Avaydazara, because he was Ben Elazar, and Elazar married Yisrael's daughter, so they said, you're the grandson of and avoid the Zara stuffer. Who do you think you are to get up and kill a Nasi of Hashem? He knew that he was going to be ridiculed and criticized and that they would try to murder him. But he had unconditional love. Because even though he was going to get all that garbage and all those emails and all that hate, and all that name calling, he said, I'm going to do something that's going to save the whole Klai Because the Kishbaruch who said, 
I'm going to destroy all of them. They're all standing here watching this Avera, and they're not standing up for me. He didn't say I'm going to kill half of them, or three quarters of them. He's going to kill them all. So his unconditional love, everybody, wasn't only for Hashem. His unconditional love was also for Klai Yisrael. Everybody learns that Pinchas' unconditional love, <laughs> he was a Kanoi, right? And he loved Hashem, and he said, I'm not watching this. But you don't know the Pasuk says, by Yipalel, in Dabar in, 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 uh, wrote it to Hillim. It says, I, I saw this week in the Medrash, that he went and daven to Hashem. And he said, Hashem, please don't destroy them. Only after he davened, Hashem decided not to destroy him. Not only by the act that he did, but he davened to Hashem and he said, it's one guy that's doing this. It's in the Erev Rav. It's not all of the Bnei Yisrael. I'll, I'll read it from inside if I get a chance tonight. He prayed to Gishbaruch to save the people who were making fun of him. The people who wanted to kill him. Shevet Shimon. He prayed Hashem should save them. So you have to understand who this person was. That's unconditional love. I know I'm going to get it over the head. I know what I'm going to say. It's not going to be what you want to hear, but it's what's good for you. So it wasn't what it was good for Hashem. He did it. He saved Klai And later on, we'll see, he becomes Elioh and Novi because of that. you got to stand up for what's right, even if your friends don't like you. You have to tell them, this is wrong, guys. We shouldn't be going to this movie. This is wrong. We're sitting and learning. Our eyes are going to see this. We're not going to be able to think. We're not going to be able to be Kaddosh. Guys, we shouldn't go. Oh, man, man, who do you think you are, man? You think you're holier than us? Well, you went to a shear. Oh, you're going to get it over your head. Boy, you're going to get it over your head. You're going to get, you're going to get it. They don't like you anymore. They're not your friends anymore. At the end of the day, what does a friend really mean? What's the meaning of a friend? The meaning of a friend is that if I'm your friend, I take you into Ganeiden. I take you into Ganeiden forever. Right? You hate my guts, but you'll sit in Ganeiden. I don't care if you hate my guts. As long as you sit in Ganeiden, as long as you get close to Hashem, as long as you write that when Mashiach comes, you're saved. That's a real friend. Not that you like me for these 70 short years. That's, that's not unconditional love. That's conditional love. Because if you're not going to like me anyway, then I'm not going to help you do the thing that's wrong. It's a real unconditional love. You really love somebody. Then yeah, you tell them to be quiet by davening. Because you know that if he talks by davening, his feelings are not going to be accepted. And his kids who are not healthy, who he's davening for, are not going to get better. Or if he's a single guy and he's talking by davening, he's not going to get that shidduch. So if you really love him, even though you know you're going to tell him, you know he's going to move away from you and all the guys don't want to stand next to you because you're so from and we can't talk. And you're going to lose your friends. At the end of the day, if you unconditionally love them, then you're going to do what you got to do. And that's what this, this week's Pasha is all about. A man who loved Klai Yisrael and loved Hashem unconditionally and knew going into it. He knew that he was, that his, his grandfather was Yisrael. He knew he was going to get over there. Oh, he knew he was going to get all those emails. And he got all the emails. And then he saves Klai Yisrael again later on when he comes back to tell Yohanavi, which we'll learn inside. Okay, but anyway... That's what's going on in the times of Mashiach. The times of footsteps. Let's go weiter. So the government will push atheism. And there's no rebuke. You're not allowed to give more, sir. You're not allowed to be like Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi, who I love. I heard him today on the... He's the man. I heard him today on the radio while I was driving. Like, man, he's talking about Shabbos and Shemr Shabbos. And if you're not Shemr Shabbos, you can't do Bichas, whatever. I was like, he says the way it is. Because he hates you? Because he thinks he's better than you? Because he wants you to keep Shabbos. 
Because he wants you to go to Gan Eden, and he wants you to be close to Kish Baruch Hu. People give him a very hard time. Alright, let's go on to Gemara. The meeting place of sages will be used for for immoral things. Could we say? So what does that mean? Like, in Shiva, they're doing immoral things. Could we say that maybe the internet where people go to learn um, the Dafyaimi and all the other shir that they go to will also be used to go to places that they shouldn't? Could that mean maybe what the Gemara is saying over here? Because like what yeshiva, what, what yeshiva turned into a house of ill repute? Uh, that's already far, very pretty far-fetched, right? But the erstwhile meeting place of sages, a place where you can get all these shiurim and all this Torah, will be used for immoral things. We know that can be used, right? Sages in the secular sense, the colleges? Or in the no, it means it, 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 he reads it in the Tanai, in the times of the were generally built outside the towns where the decline of Torah study, they fell into disuse. And their isolation makes them favored locations of release and trice. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about mamish places. Okay. The galley and the, the Galil will be destroyed. And the people who dwell on the borders will wander about from town to town. Which just, which happened when they, they pushed all the Jewish people out of the towns that were on the borders of Gaza, right? All the, all the settlements. What was the famous place? The most famous place where they used to have lettuce growing? Kushkatif. So they did that already. They made them wander. And it's, they said all these people that got pushed out of those towns were promised to move them to other cities, and they weren't. They were pushed to this little town, and that little town, I think they're still being pushed around. And the wisdom, the wisdom of the Seifrim will decay. And those, this is so true, those who have Yiras Chet, those who talk about the fear of sinning, which I spoke about, right? The fear of sinning to get up and talk about that, you know, you're going to pay for an Avera, and if you help another person do an Avera, you're going to pay for it, Zakti Gemara, Yimasu, you're going to be despised. Anyone who gets up, who talks Musr, everyone's going to hate you. For MS Deres, and the truth will be absent. There'll be no more truth. You just have to say what everyone wants, everyone likes to hear, which is not the MS. It's very scary. Na'arim, it's also very happy, right? Because this one is here, we're here. Na'arim Penezikeimi Albino. Young people will cause the faces of the elders to blush. Zikeimi Yamdu Penezikeimi The older people will get up for the younger people. Rabbi Gamliel, when I was there this, uh, two weeks ago, he said, the Torah seems to have changed. It's kavites banecha v'spitecha. You have to do, you have to honor your, ch- your, your son and your daughter instead of your father and your mother. I told him about twisted parenting. I wanted to ask him what he thought. That's what he told me. Very against it. And I said, but there's some rabbis that are quoted to be signatures on it. I can't even repeat what he said. I can't repeat it in public. If someone would sign to something. That's what he said. Ben Menabal of the children, the son, 
will deride his father. A daughter will rise against her mother, and a daughter-in-law will rise against her mother-in-law. You hear this, Gemara? A man's enemy, a person's enemy, the parent's enemy, the one that causes them the most trouble, will be who? The people of his own household, his own kids. They're going to become his biggest enemy. The face of the generation will be like the face of a dog. What does that mean? They will be shameless. Dogs are dishes. Alternately, the face of the generation refers to the affluent, who will lack compassion, refuse their... They, will, they won't give tzedakah. It's like dogs don't share their food. Alright, you ready for this? This is what Otsko brings down. Listen to this on the face of a dog. Rev. Hanan Wasserman. How, how long ago was Rev. Hanan Wasserman? He went back in the Holocaust, right? To Europe and got killed. So what are we talking about? 70 years ago. In his Kuntras, Ikvois Meshicha. Quotes from the Chafetz Chaim. The face of the generation are the leaders. So when it says the face of the nation, we the face of dogs, what does that mean? The face of the generation of the leaders, Sibiracious Rabba, a leader must guide his people authoritatively and teach them right from wrong. But in the times of Moshiach, the ostensible leaders will first check to see if their views will be popularly received. Like the dog that looks back to see if his master follows. The Chavetz Chaim said, the Gemara is talking about a generation where the people who get up to speak the leaders are worried. Does everybody like what I have to say? Like a dog is always turning around to see what's going on behind them. It's not Rabbi Wallstein. This is a Chafetz Chaim. On this Gemara, on the times of Mashiach. So kudos to the rabbis who get up and say what they have to say, even though it's not a popular thought. Because the Gemara says that in the times of Mashiach, the rabbis will continue to look behind them to make sure that everyone's okay and no one's going to get on the internet and write something negative, God forbid, about them. This is a Gemara. This is, I'm, I'm quoting. I'm not, this is not Rabbi Wallerstein. So, Chavot Chaim says the face of the, the, the nation will be, the, the, like the face of a dog is not talking about the people. It's talking about the leaders. Chavot Chaim. The leaders will first check to see if their views will be popularly received, like a dog that looks back to see if his master follows. This is what's going on, my man. This is what's going on out there. Everybody's worried about what the people are going to think. They're not worried about what Hashem's going to think. So as long as everyone likes me, and, you know, but once you listen to my shiurim, everyone's going to be happy with me. you got to give them whatever they want. Even if you're taking them to hell, it doesn't make a difference. If they're going to like you, then take them to hell. This is what the Gemara the Chavetz Chaim says, not Rabbi Wallerstein, but this, it says this is what's going to happen in the time of the Mashiach. Daughters and mothers, which I see every single day, sons and fathers, which I see every single day, and they're going to cause the greatest pain to their parents. A man's greatest enemy will be in his house. Wow. Psh. Ha-ben. It's Gemara. You know when this was written? 
You know how long ago? Haben Einam is bayish me'aviv. A son will not be embarrassed in front of his father. So, Frank the Gemara, if that's what the generation is going to look like, our leaders are going to just tell everybody to do what they like because it will make them be liked. And kids are going to do this to their parents. And every house's enemy is going to be in their house. We're pretty much Dunsky. So what are we going to do, Frank the Gemara? So upon who can we lean? And for the Gemara, at the end of time, the only one that you're going to be able to lean on is Akarish Baruch. There won't be anyone left. You hear? Namaskiri. That's all that's left. There's not going to be any politicians, policemen, judges, connections in the White House. You're not going to be able to have any friends. No governments are going to like you. That's all you're going to have left. In the end, that's all you're going to have left. Okay? It's a very scary Gemara. It's definitely very true. has never been on this level that it's so true. But on the good side is, that means, okay, it's not very bad, but uh, just like Rabbi Akiva laughed, we can laugh, because it's here. There's nothing to talk about. Everything this Gemara says is here, and I can't imagine it. when I was younger, if I would have learned this Gemara, I would have said, no way. There's no way. The worst enemy is in your house. You know how many people don't sleep, don't eat, they're so crazy, because their kids are off the derech, and they don't know what to do, and it's mamish destroying their household. It's, it's, it's so rampant that there's not a house that doesn't have this anymore. The Gemara says this is what's going to happen. And that the rabbi that gets up and says the truth is going to be ridiculed. And the rabbi that gets up and talks against, you know, all the things that are going on in America and all the immoral things, the abortions, everything, everything that, that we're talking about. And the atheism is going to come from the government. And all this stuff is going to come from the government. It's word for word. The only thing that's not in this Gemara is that it says that wine is going to be very expensive. But wine is expensive now. It never was like today. You could only buy cream Malaga for six bucks. Today you go to a wine store on, on Avenue J and you can find wines at 150, 108 dollars a pop. It's not what it means. That's not what the Gemara is talking about. The Gemara is talking about there'll be a shortage, I guess, whatever. So that part I don't know what that means exactly. But everything else, everything else is there. It doesn't say scotch. It says wine. It doesn't say scotch. It doesn't say blue label. All right. I got that off my chest. Now, Anyway, that's the Gemara. Come look it up. Check the site to the end, the last stop. Check the site before we say Chazak, before, before we, we you, you make a seal on it. That's the Gemara. That says in the times of Mashiach. What? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know exactly what that means. And I have to tell you that it was a very scary thing, a very tragic thing today that ISIS killed this priest, whatever, and in, in, in the church. Like, they're not scared to do anything. They're not Shachtanim, 85-year-old guy. Um, and it, it, it's what that, and I saw the Zaya that says that there's going to be a Muhammad between Yishmael and Esau. says it. And Yishmael is going to be ahead for a year or something like that, whatever it is. It's Muhammad. Very scary. All right, we're living in very scary times. At the same time, we're living in the times of Mashiach. So who knows, you might be here in a second. Medavtin Shiva. We have to do Shiva. Well, let's look at our, our, our hero. Um, this week's parsha, 
Pichas ben Elazar ben Arakain. I think that that um, learn a little bit about him. We can give ourselves a little bit chizuk um, because Pinchas wasn't born this way. You know the famous shot. It says, "Vayikach He went to get a a a, a, a spear. So why did Terry have to tell me that? Because says Vayikach Roimach. There are guys that walk around with a spear. Shh! Stop talking. What are you doing? They're, right? They're looking to criticize to go after people. That's wrong. We don't want any part of a guy like that. Pinchas was a, 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 a peace-loving Ben Aaron, Ben Elazar Ben Aaron Akain. He came from the Kahanim, Oyev Shalom, Roydev Shalom. So now that he had to do what he had to do, Vayikach Romach, he had to go find the spear. He wasn't walking around with a spear. He wasn't looking for trouble. Vayikach Romach, he had to go get one. So he wasn't that kind of guy. He wasn't that kind of guy at all. Okay, let's talk, let's look about how this whole thing went down. So, I think it's very important for us. How did, okay, so first of all, we talked about a few weeks about the Erev Rav and, and, and footsteps and the Erev Rav of our generation and, um, the attack of the Erev Rav. And, um, how did Kleistro fall into this? They lost 24,000, 24,000 people died. And then they came back. I, someone just came back. I didn't see it yet. I didn't look in safety or Google him. But it brings out that those 24,000 that died here came back as a Talmudim of Rabbi Akiva. Same 24,000 died, died there. They didn't fix what they had to fix. So 24,000 was the same 24,000. And there was 24,000 before that they, that they came from. I don't remember exactly. I have to look it up. I don't have it for this week though. Anyway, how did they get Kleistrol, even the air of, how did they get them to sin? Because we know that in Mitzrayim, the one thing the Jews did not do was be immoral. Right? So, they were in Mitzrayim for 210 years. They never crossed the border with Egyptian women or Egyptian men. So, what happened over here in Abbas Moab? So, I think this is something, you know, I've spoken about many times. That the Yitzhahara is very, very, oh, he's, he's smart. Oh, he's, I saw some stuff he pulled off this week. Wow. Mm. He is a malach. He is so smart. He never comes at you face first. He never tells you, let's do a big Avera, because we're all tzaddikim, we're all good guys. We don't, we don't just do Averas, right? So he's, he's a trapper. He's, he's a spider. He's got that web that you don't see all of a sudden you fly into and you're like, you're stuck. And the more you struggle, the more you're stuck. Right? So, how do you get them? Listen to this. So, Bilam, was very, very smart. He knew the Jews. He just got up and said, You guys don't even look into the other guy's apartment, the other guy's tent. You're Tznua. You guys are unbelievable. Right? There was a bracha. The tents, the, the doors were not next to each other. They weren't facing each other because we had Sias, right? So now, how's he going to get the same Jews to go sleep to do the ultimate Avera with a Goya, with a non-Jewish woman? How's he going to do that? Right? So listen to the trap. So he put up tents along the way that the Jews were going to pass. And in the back of the tent he put a prostitute. And an old, not pretty woman at all was standing at the door. So the woman that you saw when you passed was an old, old not good-looking woman. And in her hand, she had pieces of flax. 
linen. She had linen. The Jews had no linen. They, they came out of a triumph. They had wool. Right? They didn't have linen. Okay? So when they saw Yatsim and Ailam Shalahan, they left there. The, the guys finished eating. Shaklu was also with you, Leo, and they were in a good mood. And they walked by these tents, and there's these old ladies out there. And they asked them if you want to buy for your wife some nice linens. They didn't have linen, so they came to buy the pishtin. And they said, how much is it? So, when they asked that, the young Zaina prostitute that was in the back of the tent came out and said, why don't you come inside? Don't we all come from one father? What's the one father? Who's the one father? Terach. Terach Abi Avram. Why don't you like us? We love you. And we appreciate you. We are embarrassed to sell it to you for money. <laughs> I don't want to make fun of the Jewish guys, but free? <laughs> like, we're not charging you for the linen. It's free. We're friends. We're family. Chill together. What's with you Jewish guys? We're the same as you. We love you. Like the drug dealer. If you know anything about drug dealers, they go next to schools. And they give kids drugs for free. They don't charge them. Give them for free. You sure you want to give me this free? Yeah, enjoy it, try it. Then they know they're going to get addicted. Once they're addicted, they have them as a customer, and they got them. Nothing's free. Anyone wants to give you something free, there's something going on behind it. Nothing is free. So here, they were like, "I just, I, I, we can't charge you. Okay, so still, okay, so, okay, very nice. You got something for free, now you owe them something, right? But, okay, you still didn't do an Aveiro, but she got you in. You're in the internet, baby. You push the button on your computer that says enter. You put your code in. Everything lights up. Nothing yet, nothing yet. A couple of pop-ups on the side. All right, Rebbe, calm down. You know, it's just a couple of bathing suits, and at the end of the world, Rebbe, you know, don't be so from, right? It's just a pop-up. It's AOL. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Okay. It's free. It's free. I didn't go anywhere. Okay. Now that they're inside the house, the tent, so she brought him out something to eat and drink. Listen, I'm sorry. But I don't mind eating and drinking with you, but I can't eat your food. It's not kosher. And he wants to lechem and amachlishli. I want to eat from my stuff. Okay, she said, "Ainly kotina." Okay, no, no problem. But yesh nuli gedim utlam. We have goats and and lambs. Take out your knife and shecht it. What a nice girl, no? Isn't she nice? She gave him free free clothing. And now, free lamb chop, right? You check with your own knife. It's a kosher club. It's got a kosher club, right? 
What could be wrong? Yeah. So, so he's like, okay. Shecht it the way your God told you. We don't want you to do chatz for shalom. Break one of your mitzvahs. And eat like one of us. We're the same. And she gave him, she, she didn't mind that he ate the lamb chops, and she gave him wine. Because until this point, you were still allowed to drink wine by Goyim. The reason we don't drink Goyisha wine is because of this whole story. Now he got drunk. She started to talk him into being with her. So he started to get excited and he was in a rush. She said, why are you in a rush? What's such a rush? I'm yours the whole night. Don't worry about it. By the time I came, Go shuck another chicken with your sock in. But do me a favor. When you shuck the chicken, shuck it in front of the Avay Dezara, my Balpar. You're not doing anything. Since this Jewish guy drank from the wine, she said, so now he's all over her. And she says to time out, guy, calm down. Nothing's happening until you serve my way desire. So now you really pass the word enter on your on your on your nice little computer. You woo, you're ready in places. You're ready watching stuff. You're way past the enter button. You're way past the free stuff. Now you're paying. Right? Okay? So she says, You want you want me? You gotta buy that. You gotta you gotta disturb my way to Zara. So the Jew who's still a little bit with it, he says, um Kate said, Oh, it's last guy, how can I do this? But I need Yehudi. See you see unbelievable? Drunk with a girl in her tent, forget about it. There's still that little Jewish conscience there. But double you I could be with. I, I can't serve. Can't serve what is So Amr Allah, she says to him, like I don't want you to give him honor and bow down to him. like I want you to make fun of him. No, I want you to defecate on him, go to the bathroom on him. So the Jewish guy's like, oh, that's cool. She doesn't want me to serve it. She wants me to go to the bathroom on it. So now he defecated on it. Now he wants her. He's going nuts, right? She's like, ah, relax. Until you get up and deny Teres Moshe, you're not getting nothing. At that point, he did whatever she wanted. Because he, because the whole thing came through wine, so Pinchas, with the Askama of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Shivas Kainim, made the law of Yayin Nesach and Yayin Shal Akam. That's where it came from. Okay? So you see how this broke down? You see how, how, you see how they broke us down? You see what happened over here? She didn't say, come do an Avera. You got something for free. We're your best friends. What's the difference between a Jew and a guy? We're all human beings. We have the same God. We come from Abraham. Calm down. And by the way, you should just know that the, the Arab guys that get Jewish girls, and there are a lot of Jewish girls in Arab, in Arab towns, 
That's how they're, that's their taina to them. They tell them, we come from Ishmael, you come from Abraham. I mean, you come from Isaac, and Ishmael and Isaac were brothers from Abraham. We're all from Abraham. That's what they tell them. We're all from Abraham. What's your problem? What's Jew, Arab, we're all the same. We're all, we're all children of Abraham. We all go to visit tomorrow's Machpelah. Really, it's what they tell them. Same thing. Things don't, things don't change. And then Klaishro, then actually the Erev Rav, who, who was, who was doing this, they fell, they fell, and to the point where it was just the Erev Rav. But you see what happens, guys, when you're too soft, and you don't say what you're supposed to say. So, it was just the Erev Rav when it started. But it got all the way to the Nasi, who was not Erev Rav, the Nasi of Shevet Shimon. So it starts off with, ah, those guys, they're off to death. You know what I mean? We don't, what, do we have, what do we have to do with them, right? So it was the Erev Rav. It was a bunch of, they were Shem anyway. They caused trouble all the time. But it filtered into Klaishol to the point where a Nasi, I, I don't think we understand the level of what a Nasi was, Nasi of Shevet Shimon took Kazbi Basur, who was the princess of Midian, who came down, fascinating story, the Medrash says, that she, she was, she came down from Midian, she was actually the daughter of the king of Midian, and she came down with specific instructions to take down Moshe Rabbeinu. Did you know that? She came down to Mazana only with Moshe Rabbeinu. Her father said, you are not to be with any other man. <coughs> only Moshe Rabbeinu. I'll read it to you from inside. And Zimri got all insulted that, what do you mean, Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu, you want Moshe Rabbeinu, he comes from Sheva Levi. Sheva Levi is the third son. I'm from Shimon, which is the second son. I'm more important. I go first. He was jealous. So he schlepped her by her body parts, it says, in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. We can't even imagine this scene, right? He schlepped her by her body parts in front of Moshe Rabbeinu and he said, no, she's mine, not his, not yours. You're Levi, I'm Shimon. I go first. And he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, and if you try to stop me, you're no different. You also married a Midianite. You married Tzipora, right, which was from, from, from Yitzro, was from Midian. So you're not any different than me. You married a Midianite, and now I'm taking this Midianite, but I go before you because I'm from Shimon and you're from Levi. And it was a very terrible thing for Shevet Shimon. Because Shevet Shimon, it's very deep, but Shevet Shimon and Levi was so mockpid on Znus immorality that when Shechem took Dina, the two of them went and destroyed the whole of Shechem. And here Zimri changed the whole DNA. Because he, of all the people, did the immoral act. And he came from Shimon, Shevet Shimon, which was against the immoral act. And I was thinking to myself, I didn't see it, but I remember hearing it, that that might have shown that Shimon, when he killed, I, I have to check it out, I'm not sure, that when he killed Shechem, it wasn't 100% L'Shem Shemayim. Because you see in his DNA that this, that, that how, if it was the L'Shem Shemayim, how could come from him a person who went the other way around, who went the, uh, uh, you know, absolute opposite. So it was a whole thing on Shimon, and that's why, what's his name, his name wasn't supposed to be mentioned. I'm, I'm not sure, but I remember something, but Lamai said he, he destroyed what Shimon stood for. That's what, that's what Shimon stood for. Shimon stood for, opposite of Zeus. Okay? Alright.
could it think that Moshe Rabbeinu would be capable of succumbing to this? That's what that's what the that's what the king thought. I read I read it to you from I read it to you. Uh, no, Zimri said she's not. You're not getting her. I'm getting her. Why, why would you think Moshe Rabbeinu would succumb to that? To Zimri. He said he comes first. What do you mean? Why would you think Moshe Rabbeinu oh. would even want him? Well, uh, wow. it, it seems to have been pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Okay. Hashem was so angry that he wanted to destroy Klai Yisrael. Okay. He got up and he stood for Hashem. When the Shvatim saw what Pinchas did, not only Shimon, they all made fun of him. Do you see this son of, a, of an animal fatter? His grandfather was Yisro. Peter Magol Avoy Dezara uses stuff animals for Avoy Dezara. Actually, Bob Arak Nasi Shavi Yisro, and now he has the chutzpah to come and kill Nasi Shavi Yisro. Now they they we got very religious, and they said that Lacha is that a ger is not allowed to be judge uh, to be unbezin. A ger is not allowed to be unbezin. Judge Reli Yisro. Being that he came from his mother, who was the daughter of Yisro, so he was the son of a ger. So they said, "You're not. You halakhically, you weren't allowed to. You weren't allowed to kill him." You hear? They got very from. Unbelievable. He saved them all, and like halakhically, you couldn't do it. But they were wrong because that's only sitting on a bezdin. But here, since it was boil aramis kanam pagan boy, therefore any person is allowed to do it, and therefore it's not a din in bezdin. But you hear they, they got from on this. They're like. You can't do it. You're, 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 you're a gar. Meanwhile, he saved them all. Now, it says, Pinchas ben Allah ben Aaron Akayin. Now, we know, and we talked about this, in the, the, one of the biggest and safe Gugulim is that who was Pinchas? The Maisa, who was Pinchas? Pinchas was Nadavavil. The Medrash says like this. The Medrash says that when Pinchas went in, he folded his he couldn't go with a spear, because if they saw him go into the tent with the spear, they knew that he was going to kill Zimri. So he folded the spear underneath his jacket. It had, had a fold in it. Um, when he killed them, he was surrounded by Shevet Shimon. They wanted to kill him. When, he, when they wanted to kill him, he fainted, and his neshama went out, and two neshamas came in. The neshamas of Nadav and Avihu. Right? They, were, they, they became, Pichas became Nadav and Avihu, and it says... That what was the aver of Nadav Avir? The aver of Nadav Avir was that they were mechalos shem shemayim b'fahesya. They caused the name of Hashem to be disgraced because they brought a fire. They brought a fire. It showed that Hashem couldn't do the fire himself, but that they had to do the fire. So here was their chance to do a tikkun, to make a kiddush Hashem, to fix the chilo Hashem, which they, which Pinchas now had their neshama. We'll see in the chida. He also had other neshamas in him, but he had. He had their neshama, and he became Eliyahu Navi. And until he fixed later on, with, which we'll see inside, till he fixed that the the the, the, the neshamas of Nadav and Avihu were there with Pinchas. Okay, that was the Brisi Shalom. And I, I looked at Sefer Gulam. It's a whole long story. That neshama came. Yosef Atzalik neshama came. It was a whole other thing. But Pinchas was the son of Elazar, right? But he was also the son of Aaron Akayin, because Aaron's two sons were Nadav Avihu. Now he had the Nisham of Nadav Avihu. So it was Pinchas ben Elazar, and he was ben Aaron Akayin also. 
He was Ben Elazar. He was also Ben Aaron Akayin. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Pidot who gam beno shal Elazar, we gam beno shal Aaron. She stay in the Shama shal Elazar, and it's Okay? Nevidik. Okay. Now. So the Malachim wanted to. The Malachim wanted to hurt Pinchas. He don't touch him. He did a big thing. He got this midas from his father. We see that that Levi was wiped out Shechem, and now he did the same thing. Like the, the, that. Um, Aaron stopped Klaisro from dying, but when he brought the Gitaires, so he had the Koyach of Aaron and he had the Koyach of of another uh, value. Okay. He says here that he brings down that it was all the air of Rav, it wasn't the regular Jews. Um Shinafluha Yurak Mishavit Shimon, twenty four thousand died from Shavit Shimon, Shahayukulam Meirav. They were all from the Erev Rav. She Erev Rav Achvesh and his Garu and his Abu in the Shei. When they became Gerim, the Erev Rav, Moshe Hashem said, I don't want them, Moshe brought them anyway. They, they got married to the Shei Shevet Shimon, but not so I some. And Eil Shinodim and Erev Rav. Ubnei Yisrael, no one died from Klai Yisrael. Only from the Erev Rav. Okay. Now, where did Pinchas, where did Pinchas turn this whole thing around. I just want to read you a chidah and a yalkut for two seconds. The yalkut says the following. So he comes, um, Zimri comes with 24,000 men to Kazmi Basur. Kazmi Basur was a princess from Midian. Amalah, he says to her, Hey, listen to me. But Amalah, she says to him, No, I'm not listening to you. Bas Melachani, I'm a princess. The Kaksivani Ovian, this is what my father told me. Loi Tishmu Ella Lugadol Shabahem. Don't listen to anyone except to the greatest one of them, which is my Shabenu. Amalah, Afanina si Shevirani. What do you mean? I'm also great. I'm a Nasi. Loyoid. Ella Shani Gadol Mimenu. I'm greater than Moshe Shabenu. Shani Shani Labetan. I'm the second child. He's the third child. Whatever that means, I'm not going to go into it. Right? He grabbed her by her body parts. And he brought her in front of Moshe. Ben Amram. Ben Amram. Ben Amram. Is it mutter or asr to be with this woman? The Imtai Masura and Moshe, if you're going to say that it's asr, but Yisra Mahiti who, who gave you the right to marry the daughter, the daughter, Tipor, the daughter of Yisro? This Amah Halachim Menu, Moshe Menu forgot the Halacha, because he was pressured. Gaukul and Mephchia, they all began to cry, they all began to cry, Aro, Moshe, everyone. They could, they, they, they were frozen. What did he see? Ramaisa, he saw what this guy was doing, Viniska Halacha, and he remembered the Halacha. Lama Achia Vi Abba. 
My, my, my great uncle, didn't we learn this? If someone is boiling a ramis in public, you could, you could, right? So, the chutzpah, right? The chutzpah, he went to Moshe Abenu and he said, I am greater than you. When a person's into this Avera mode, you just can lose total logic of what you're doing. <laughs> he was, like Moshe Ben was interested in this girl. He wasn't interested in this girl, but but he was jealous that the that that what's it called that she came and said, I, "I'm not for you. I'm for the I'm for the leader." Now the Chidor says, well, Moshe Benu married her. There was no tire back then, so for him it, w- it wouldn't be a problem. He's saying, if you can marry Midianite, you can marry Midianite. It was Moshe Rabbeinu. He, he was just this is he was just. He was just tying to him, that's all. He was just, you know, the same thing that happened when Kalev and Yoshua came back from the Meraglim. So it says that Kalev got up and he, but Yoshua didn't say anything. How come Yoshua, he didn't come back when he came back from the Meraglim? Why didn't he tell Israel that it was a good, that it was a, what? No, no. Because they're going to say he want the land. Right, because if he said, that the land is great because he everyone knew that Moshe is not going into the land. So if he said the land is great, they're like, oh, you want to be the next leader? You're the next leader. So the faster we go into the land, the faster Moshe Benu dies. You're Negev Bedava. So he made Moshe Benu right away Negev Bedava. In this week's Pasha, the Benos Salafka, very interesting, right? The Benos Salafka come to him and they want Yerusha, and Moshe Benu doesn't know the answer. So everybody asks, why, why, why? they ask, they want Yerusha even though they're only girls and it's supposed to be only for men. So Moshe Rabbeinu had to ask Hashem, why didn't he answer? Why didn't he answer? He didn't know the answer. And the terrorist was, he wasn't allowed to answer anymore. Why? Because when they came to Moshe, they said, our father who died, who wasn't part of the gang of Korach, he died because he was the one who made, who lit on Shabbos the fire. Right? The minute, he, the minute they, the Bnei came to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, our father did not, was not part of Korach, so now it was, he was already in a Gabadava. So he couldn't pass it. In, in, in other words, you owe my father something because he, he didn't he didn't go against you. The minute they said that, he wasn't allowed to paskin. He's in the but it's 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 uh it's bribery. So I owe you something, your father, right? Everyone against me, they didn't go in. So the minute they said that, he was stuck. He couldn't paskin. But you see what's going on over here. It's not it's not normal. Now, according, I, I don't know what this means. I'm just throwing it out here. Okay, I want to read you a, a crazy chidah, not a crazy chidah, but a crazy. He does, that's unbelievable. Um, it happens to be that Balak was very, Bilam was very angry at all these Zainas, at these prostitutes, because they gave the Jews to drink wine. Please take a shot here. The Chidah says that Bilam was very, very angry, because he specifically gave them instructions not to give the Jews wine. Why? Because he didn't want the Jews to have an excuse that they were with the prostitutes, but they were drunk. So Bilam said, do not give them wine. But they ended up giving us wine. But he said not. Who learnt from this? What did Haman say about Achishverosh's party? By the party, he said, he said, they can, they, don't give them wine. Right. Don't force them. Ain't on us. Don't force them to have wine. If they want, that's their choice. But don't give them wine. So he learned, Bilam said, nobody give the Jew wine because then he has an excuse. But they didn't listen to him. But Haman already learned from him. And Haman 
when he made the pie with Achish he said, make sure that your waiters don't make them drink wine. Because in Persian, by the Persians, when, when they, when the king, when people drink, you have to drink with them. Oh, that's a big insult. Specifically at this party, they were like, we're not insulted. Ain't oinish. Don't force them to drink. So here they didn't listen, but Haman already knew. What? No, because if, if, if they give us wine to drink, then we have an excuse later. Oh, you know why I sinned? You got me drunk. So he wanted them to sin not drunk at all. That's the, that's, that's the kind of rush that it was. But this is what he listened to. I want to read you this from inside, okay? This is what he says. Pinchas the Zimri Ba Lo Nishmas Esav. Zimri, the one who the Jewish the um, uh, what's it called the Nasi of Shimon, right? He had the Nisham of Esav. Upinchas Nitzutz Yitzchak, and Pinchas had a DNA marker, right? A Nitzutz from Yitzchak. Why? So he says, "Shnis Abba Yitzchak laharig Zimri." Yitzchak had to come back to kill Zimri. Shu bechinas Esav, and Zimri was in, had the soul of Esav. Why? Lisakain ma sheohav also to fix because the love that Yitzchak gave to Esav, he had to fix that. So in the end, he had to kill him. So he says. That's so what he says. Wait, did you say Zimri was Erev No, Zimri was not Erev Rav. Zimri was a Zimri was Shevet Shimon's Nasi. Oh, okay. No, he was not Erev Then he goes on. He says, "There's two more Neshamas. Yoshev the Pinchas Kreilushtein Neshamas, the Yosef v'Yisrael. He also had the Neshamas of Yosef v'Yisrael. While Yitzarach the Sakin Shnei Dvarim, and he had to fix two things. Pinchas. Halachah b'tzad Yosef al Tibin Dezriku, the Yosef because of the drops that came out of his fingers." So he had to kill someone and stop um, uh, immoralities. Nus. said should And the second one was Yisro that he had to fix that they were serving Avodizara. Wow. Okay. So I want to end. I want to end with Eliyar Navi. So. Just, this is all Sefer Gugulim, and it's very, very fascinating. So, Pinchas, let's just talk about another review. Let's not Yitzchak and Yosef and all the other things. Let's talk about, let's talk about him fixing what happened with another review. What was that very another review? The very another review was that they brought an H. Zaro, they brought a fire that was not needed, and it made it look like that Hashem needed their help. Now they come back, he comes back, uh, another review, come back, Pinchas all together, they become Eliyahu Anavi. Because once he took his life, Ayikach Reimach Viyano, also spells Ramach Evarim, he took his 248 Avarim in his own hands, he was willing to give up his whole life. So because of that, Hashem gave him his Bisi Shalom. He gave him this bris of Shalom, which means that all four, the water, the fire, water, fire, earth, and wind, which is the four elements of a human being, um, if they all work perfectly together, then you don't die. So Hashem gave him this Bisi Shalem that all four will work together and he became a Leonavi never to die. Okay? Where does he get a chance? Every single person, no matter what you do in your life, you'll always get a chance to be in the same position and to fix it. Many, 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 many years later, 
in uh, we read it in Pasha Kisisa, in the the story of the Nevi'i Baal and Malachim. So there was um, a, a terrible king. His name was Achav, and um, there was the Kleistro was serving of Zara and he decided um, Eliyahu Novi decided that once and for all they're going to either the Nevei Abal are going to be right or he's going to be right okay so he told Achav let's do a test and they went out to Har Carmel if you go past um, Haifa on your left hand side on the main road you'll see a huge mountain it's called Har Carmel now this is very important it's the only time you'll ever see this in the whole Torah Eliyahu calls all the Jews together but Yomani says the following, a very interesting thing. He says, how long will you dance between two opinions? You can't play both sides. You can't. You either walk the walk, or you talk the talk. You can't play both sides. You can't be a tefillin, a tefillin in, the, in the morning, and then immorality and, and all the other stuff. You're, you're either on the right side, or you're on the left side. You can't. Play both sides. So he came to Kleistral. This is what he says. Im Hashem, it's interesting, it came out of his mouth. Im Hashem came. If God is God, Luchu Achrov. Then follow Hashem. Im Habal, and if Baal is God, the Avodah Zorah Baal is God, Luchu Achrov, go after him. In other words, start with the two sides. Stop trying to play both. If God is God, then follow God. If Baal is God, then follow Baal. Don't go to yeshiva and shul and then go to all your other garbage. And don't go to all your other garbage and then go to... Either or. It was, it was a very much out of the box. We don't talk like that. At least, at least you put on filling, you know. At least, uh, hey man, I keep shopping this part, you know. He makes Giddish. It was right. That's right. We all came to a point where he understood. It's interesting, because I had this the first year that I was teaching. The first year that I was teaching in Kranat Yeshiva, so the kids are not from. And a lot of the kids in my class were going to Shul on Shabbos by car. Right? And I didn't know, should I tell them, stay home, right? Because you're being Mechal Shabbos, you're driving my car. Or should I say, at least they're going in a car, they're not going to the movies, they're going to shul. I really didn't know, I, I was just a 20 year old Rebbe, I didn't know the Allah or whatever. After Moshe Feinstein. So Moshe, it was, it was Moshe Feinstein. And the psak I got was, don't tell them anything, but you definitely cannot tell them to go to shul. You can't tell someone to be on Chalash Amos. You can't tell them to go to shul. But you don't know they're driving. They told me they're driving. They they lived in twenty miles away. I knew they were driving, so I was thinking to myself, they're driving anyway. They're going to the movie theater. Let them go to shul. So he said, you cannot tell the Jew to be mechal shabbos. It's the same thing if if like you're having a pesach seder, right? You have non from religious cousins, whatever it is. So you, when you invite them, they have. I have guys, Russian people that, that are not Shemesh Shabbos. They come to me at Pesach Seder, right? They're not. They don't keep the mitzvahs, and I know they live far away, right? So I invite them. I make sure they're in my house before before Yontif starts, and I give them a room, 
I give them a room, and I, you have to have an empty room. And I'm like, this is for you. Now, if you decide to go leave my house and go, you know, they won't park in front of my house, walk five blocks and get into your car, that's not my problem. But if I don't give you a place to stay, then it is my problem. See, you, you can never tell a Jew to do an Avera. So, I have that sock for the So, how you can buy Franks and unkosher food for, uh, I don't know that. I don't know where that comes from. I wasn't even allowed to tell them to be, go, go into a car, don't, don't, at least don't drive to the movie theater, go to shul, say Amen, say Kedusha, say Kriyashma, they're mixes, right? No, you, there's no such thing. Eliyahu said, you, you can't play that game. You can't play that game. You're either in or you're out. We have too much of that in and out that you can be both. Again, I'm telling you what happened here. I'm reading it to you from inside, right? So it was like, you got to make up your mind. You can't be in the movie theaters and be in the shuls. Now, I don't know today if Eleonore would say that today, but that's what was going on at that time because it was so mixed that, that they, were, they were serving Baal and then they were serving Hashem. That Here, I'm reading it to you inside, right? It was very, very out of the box. No Navi ever said that. He said, you're either or. That's what he said. Okay, then go. Go to church. Leave me alone. So follow him. Don't don't come to shul. You want to go to Baal, you want to go to church, go to church. But don't play both games. Okay? That, that's what Eliyahu Nabi told them. Listen carefully. They didn't know what to answer. First time anyone ever spoke to them that way. They didn't know how to answer. Okay. So he said to them the following. Listen guys. I need a Sati Navi Lashem. They killed all the Naviim. He said, I'm the only Navi left. And the, the other Naviim, the bad guys, right? The Navi Abal, there's 450 of them. So it's me against them. Here's the deal. I'm going to take two cows. The Navi Abal are going to build a Mizbeach. I'm going to build a Mizbeach. We're going to put the cows on the Mizbeach. The Navi Abal are going to pray to, to their Abu Zara. I'm going to pray to Hashem. If the fire comes down from the Nevi'ah Ebal to, 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 to the Karbonos, then you guys are right, I'm with you. If the fire comes down to, to my Mizbeach, then I'm right, you got to be with me. And they made a deal. Now, the Nevi'ah Ebal knew they were not real. Why'd they make a deal? Because they stuck a man, they built a hollow Mizbeach, and they stuck a man underneath the Mizbeach where the wood was, and when they would scream, a fire should come, they were going to light it from underneath so that it would just like, look like the thing just came up flame and they had it all planned down. There's one little piece they didn't have planned out that God runs the world. And after they finished building his back and they put the guy in there, a little snake came and the snake bit him and he died. So now there was a dead guy in the hollow of his back. Okay? But they didn't know that. So, and he put the cow, he, they took the cow, they shechted it, and they put it onto the Mizbeach. And they were screaming the name of their God. They probably felt the guy, <laughs> the guys who set this up probably felt the guy fell asleep inside. Right? Idiot. We set this whole thing up and you're sleeping? So they were screaming at the top of their lungs. And they were screaming, Baal, answer us! Light the fire, man! There was no answer. Okay. Nothing happened. So Leo said, hey, I like Leo. He's a cool guy, Leo. Look what he did. He said, but yo, you're not screaming loud enough. I love it. Yeah? You're not screaming loud enough. 
Kiru Bikol Gadol Kielokimu Kisiach Vikisiu Le Vikidarak Le Ula Yoshem Uyakaj. So he says, cry out in a loud voice, for he is a God. Perhaps he's conversing. Maybe he's busy talking to someone else. Or pursuing enemies. Maybe he's a. Maybe he's playing a. What's the new game? Pokemon. Maybe he's playing Pokemon. Who knows where he went? To some corner somewhere. To meet Pokemon. Shoot gum, crazy people running around. You have unbelievable human beings were totally nuts. Running around to what? That your computer should light up that you found him? Who'd you find? Nobody. You're running miles and miles away. Some guys came across the border. You know that. They arrested two guys yesterday. Came across the Canadian border. They were chasing Pokemon. They didn't realize. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't realize they came across the border. We're nuts! We're crazy! We're chasing things that don't exist! Pokemons. It's normal, right? Are you talking about mature lawyers, guys? It's, it's all over the world, right? It's the hottest thing. What are you doing? I'm chasing someone. Where is he? You know, you can't see him. It just lights up on your phone. We're nuts. Oh, another would say either you're nuts or you're normal. Make up your mind. Which side of this, which side of do you want to be on, right? So he's saying, scream. He must be busy. He's Pokemoning, right? Or he's on the internet. Okay. So, Ulayoshenu, maybe he fell asleep. But he cuts, yell loud enough to wake him up. So these idiots, these idiots really thought maybe it's true. So the Yikubakogadol, so they screamed even louder. He said, they cut themselves with swords and knives, according to their custom, until blood spurted on them. They were cutting, they were screaming, they were carrying on, and nothing happened. So you see, they used to cut in those days also. Okay, well, when he covered Sarayim, the evening went, the, the afternoon went by, and there was no sound, no response, nothing. So they all said to the whole nation, Okay, that's not working. Come check out my Mizbeach. And he put it together. This is He took twelve stones. He took these twelve stones and he built these stones into a mizbeach. And he put on the wood and he put on the cow and he filled up uh, pitchers of water and he poured the water on the cow, on the wood, on the mizbeach. Everything was soaked. Soaked. There was water all around the Mizbeach. The Gamas at everything. It even filled up the trench. When it came to Mincha, and Yonavi came to Mizbeach, the God of Avram Yitzhak See, after the same thing I asked on my birthday. The God of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, let them all know that you are the God of Yisrael. And I am your servant with Recha Sisis called Rama Ela, and that I did all these things because you asked me to. Aneni Hashem Aneni is where it comes from. Aneni Hashem Aneni, answer me Hashem, answer me. Viedu Amazeki, Ata Hashem Alukim, and let the nation know that you are the God. Vaata Yisivoy says, leave them Acharoynes, and you will turn their hearts back to you. Mamish, what I told you. But I stood there and I asked Hashem, just make yourself visible. Chayisrael will come back. They'll all come back. Answer me, and the fire of Hashem came. 
and it burnt up the wood, the stones, the, the, the dust, the water, the animal, everything. It was such a fire that it burnt everything. And the whole nation saw. And they fell on their faces. The last thing we say in the Elah on Yom Kippur. And then the Pasuk says, that's why I asked for the Navi, when he turned to leave, when he turned to leave, when Eliyahu left, this was brought down in the Medrash, he lost the two souls, the two souls of, um, of the, what's it called, of, of the Navi who left him. So it says, so it says that he went down. He says it went down. What, what does it mean he went down? That he went down in his level because he no longer had, um, he no, no longer had the, because he didn't need it anymore. So what was the tikkun? The tikkun was as follows. Maybe the tikkun. The tikkun was, what was the aver of Nadav Avihu? Nadav Avihu could not wait for the fire to come down from Shemayim. So in the morning when they opened up the Mishka and they ready, they ready, immediately lit the fire. So what would, and they made it, and they made a Chil Hashem. So what would be the biggest Kiddush Hashem? The biggest Kiddush Hashem was that now when they came back to the Navi, he waited a whole day until Menchon time, right? And he brought a fire from Shemayim. Instead of bringing a fire himself, he brought a fire from Shemayim. The opposite of what happened when he made the Mishkan. He made the Kiddush Hashem. And that was Misaka in the Neshamas of Nadavavi. And they Taka left at that point, And Eliyahu Navi was left just with his Neshama. When we all be Zaycha to see Eliyahu Navi, Bekara, Veheshev, Levavais, Albanim, Velevanim, Albanim, And you talk about all these things that the Gemara talks about. We already are living them. We already have them. The last part is, and, and who do we depend on? If you have no one left to depend on, and we should talk a laugh like Rabbi Akiva, that all the Nevias came true. It did. All the Nevias of Mashiach came true. We should be Zaycha to see him. This Tishabov should be a Yantif. the day that Mashiach is born, the day that the Geula is born. We should all be Zaycha to see it this year. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.